Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome back to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast. That time of year when we record our annual offering has finally arrived. We are on the eve of the Six Nations. Scotland-Wales coming up in a couple of days. David, Matt and Alan coming out of podcast hibernation to bring you our take on all things Scotland and the Six Nations. Alan, how are you, man? Great to be great to be speaking to you again. We don't speak when we're not recording. So are you well? <laughs> Everything okay? And if that's the case, we haven't spoken for maybe six months. So yeah, good, I know. To, good, good, good right? to catch up. Yeah, had a second yeah. child. It's really hard. Did you? Did you? Yeah. That is good news. <laughs> but we're also meeting up in two days to in Cardiff. So <laughs> we are. The live pod on the train is gonna be pretty good. We'll come <laughs> back to that later on. Matt, there's like Matt. women laughing behind you, by the way. I can just hear it. Yeah, us. Matt, where are where are you? Can you mute? <laughs> you uh, I, I will mute. I'm I'm yeah, exactly. No, I'm I'm in the airport. Um, coming coming back to Edinburgh after day of work. All uh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Life was. I was in. I was in the Witherspoons. Ordered myself a pint of Guinness, and then the fire alarm went off. So I had about a sip of it. So it's not been the best start to the evening, to be honest. You had to leave it. That's a shame. Yeah, I had to leave it. Yeah. No, I was like, where do we go? And the weather's been staff were like, we have no idea. This has never happened before. <laughs> good. Wow, great. Well, very good. great chat to you, Matt. Any life updates that you want to bring in other than your your fire alarm situation? Uh, not too much. When I saw Stu Mal deliver a fantastic victory over Newsom Stewart at the weekend, big lunch, David Denton doing a Q&A. That's sort of been the highlight. I was going to say, what was... What was Dan six months? Saying? He was really good. Like he was very entertaining. He was good value. Spoke pretty candidly about um, his time with Scotland. Interestingly, I thought he, the most interesting thing he said that he had a lot of time for Andy Robinson, which he, it, 
It doesn't seem to be the consensus amongst a lot of players. So that was, yes, something different. Did Andy Robinson like bring him into the setup though, right? I think he might have capped him to be fair. So maybe it makes sense. Did he have any insights on Tooney or the current, any current squad? Any gossip? He said that Tooney's biggest issue when he first joined the Scotland setup was his man management, which I suppose came to pass with Finn. But apparently during and post-COVID, yeah. he responded quite well to appreciating that the players were human and needed outlets, whatever that might be. And it's got a lot better at that side of things. So that was quite interesting as well. Wow. Nice to find an upside to the uh, to the pandemic from Dent Weezy there. <laughs> good. Yeah, exactly. Well, very good. Well, look, we are on Operation Grand Slam Watch. It's that time of year when everything is possible. Scotland versus Wales down in Cardiff. And you heard it right. The Thistle are going to be there in Cardiff. If you see us, please do come up and say hello. Um, Always nice to hear the fans. If you remember our voices, this is a nice little refresher for you. Team named earlier today. Some interesting points in there. Um, Let me just quickly run through it and we will then talk about it. Um, I'll go 1-15. to Pierre Showman, George Turner, Xander Fagson, Richie Gray, Scott Cummings, Luke Crosby, Jamie Ritchie, vice-captain number one. Matt Ferguson, um, and backline Ben White, Finn Russell, the captain as well. Um, Duhan Vandermeer, the only two of Pilotu, the second vice captain in case you needed one. Hugh Jones, Kyle Stain, and Kyle Rowe at 15, probably the biggest name that no one was expecting because it was also announced that Blair Kinghorn is going to be out for the first two games of this, the championship, which is a bit of a shitter, but Alan. Start feeling again when the first Six Nations team drops. How did you feel when you saw it? I think um, just a, a healthy mix of sort of hope, but also dread. I think the hope sort of always there with Scotland Wales, especially because the Welsh team had come out first. And I think, you know, we were chatting about it earlier. I don't really know a lot of the Welsh players, <laughs> even with the URC. I'm not actually sort of like quite clear sort of how good a lot of them are. So the sort of the hope raising and then you sort of the Scotland team dropped and Kinghorn's not there. There's a few sort of selections that you're just not sure about. And I'm probably, I think feel like going into this match, the hopes just overcoming the dread at the moment, but I feel so the closer we get, the dread will sort of slowly rise to the surface. I think rising dread is uh, is decent. Good album title actually as well. Matt, did you feel the dread? Yeah, I know what you mean, Alan. I think when that Welsh team came out, it's missing a few guys that we would have expected to be in there as well. And I think even beforehand on paper, sort of edging towards Scotland, um, winning the game or being the better side. And then I thought the the nail blow in the week was always going to be pretty big. And the fact that Sebastian hasn't clearly, I, I guess, hasn't proved his fitness is pretty gutting. And... That I love I love Carl Rowe he's been doing really well for Glasgow this season, but on the wing. And I think that's gonna be a big, big test. Um gonna put a lot of highballs on him as as we'll probably discuss with the with the roof open as well. Like that just worries me slightly. Um and then going back to the front row, 
just those replacements just maybe aren't as strong as we could have hoped for. But I still think the spine of the team is is really strong. And I think although Richie hasn't maybe been the top form of late, I think him coming in to combat Rafael is, is quite a nice balance. Um, and I guess maybe Dempsey being dropped for, for Ferguson is the other kind of talking point I was a bit surprised by. Nice to have a, a roof debate again. It was really great for uh, for Tudy and Gatlin to kind of get that going. So it's sort of an old reminder of kind of like good times in the past. It's time on and tradition, isn't it? You're pissed about the roof, aren't you? Yeah, I was mainly pissed about the roof because we've spent like a hundred quid on these tickets, and I don't want it to piss <laughs> down and be a crap game. Like I, that I was sort of, actually my point as well. I also <laughs> I. I know there's been a few people being like, well, why would we give them an advantage? And I, I guess I feel for like a Gatlin team, I, I feel like the rain is an advantage. I feel like they would prefer a limited match, much more focused around the the forwards. I feel like that's kind of Gatlin's bread and butter. Whereas yeah. I feel for like for us, we want we want Finn to be able to be able to kind of implement that expansive game plan and. And I'm just not quite sure if there is even a small risk of rain. I'm not sure if the benefit of maybe subduing the atmosphere is worth what we lose from an attack standpoint. Slash, I want to watch a good match because it costs a lot of money. So, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I, I just, it, I just seemed, just seemed a little bit odd, and I just didn't, I wasn't sure if it was. Uh, actually a net positive for for the Scotland team and also just gives that sort of added bit of motivation for, for Wales generally I think Do you think they get motivated by the roof? It's a, it's a nice little talking point in the uh, the, 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 the team the crap, sort of, um... crap team talk although I suppose yeah, but the full contact what... is sure yeah. that thing is the team talks are no better <laughs> at the professional exactly. game than they are at school <laughs> I'm fairly certain that our like university rugby team talks were on the whole better than most of those best the Six Nations teams. So this this gives them just like an additional piece to to get the this time team. next year they're gonna click in and it's Gatlin being like they made us keep the fucking roof open. <laughs> <laughs> go out there, go out there, boys, and shoot and uh, make them regret it. Actually, yeah. now I'm saying it, that is quite good. So it's gonna be interesting yeah. to see. Do you want to double click on Carl Rotol? How are you feeling with him at, at fifteen? It's it's a real shame because Kinghorn, it feels like a lot of the build up right up until today was about how good Kinghorn has been. Which makes me think it must have been an in training thing as opposed to a knock that he picked up in France. Yeah. I know sort of during the, the Toulouse Racing game, he, he did he definitely took a few knocks and he had his knees strapped up. But at the same time he did play the full match and he I'm pretty sure he took a kick in the in the sort of seventy eighth minute. So Yeah. And and from what you said, he, he he's been very much been front of centre in a lot of what Scotland have done both internally and externally. So you would assume that he was going to be playing. Um so yeah, sounds like he must have been taken out of training, which is which is annoying because from all from the sounds of it, he's been he's sort of taken to the top fourteen pretty seamlessly, right? And it's been playing it's playing fairly well. So and and whilst Cal Rowe is probably the obvious choice, given who else is is in the squad, he's not a natural fifteen. 
and he's only had one cap. Hell of a lot of narrative on Kyle Rowe in this last week, though. Three redundancies, Amazon yeah. warehouse. <laughs> Oof. The, there's gonna, how many times do you think they're going to manage to crow that into the commentary at the weekend when we come back to look at it? A it's lot like of a, references to the Amazon warehouse, I think. Yeah, it's sort of like the slightly more sort of bargain version of like Finn being a stonemason. It's, uh, <laughs> yes. But it's nice. And look, actually, fair play, he comes across really well. And uh, I, I actually ha- do want to make that point. I thought he came across really well. I think a lot of this stuff he's done. <laughs> <laughs> I guess and the uh, um, the Welsh fullback is similarly wet behind the ears. So it's not he's as if even he's wetter. Against... He's got zero, yeah. he's got zero caps. Well, yeah, exactly. I guess he's maybe played a little more, little more at 15 professional game. But it's not like he's rose up against a Liam Williams or Halfpenny, which may worry me a little bit more. Yeah. Two Kyles in the back three as well. Probably the first time that's ever happened, which is good to see. I think going back to the sort of... Um... Thing about the roof, though, I think you know ultimately what Carl Rowe does bring. <laughs> Leave the roof alone. <laughs> the roof again. <laughs> I forgot to say. Oh yeah, like ultimately on the assumption that the weather's fine, you know, Carl Rowe is a pretty incredible sort of like attacking threat to to go alongside sort of do Duhan, and you'd like to think sort of him and sort of Kyle Stain can sort of hopefully manage a lot of kind of the the more sort of defensive and kind of kick kick returns. Um, so actually maybe it might be sort of like as long as the weather's quite nice sort of have relative confidence in him in that sort of 15 jersey I think Kinghorn just brings a bit more although he's an attacking parent player himself the fact he's got that range of kicks to his game just brings a bit more balance to a back three where Duhan and Staines for a natural instinct is to have a go yeah and maybe brings a, a bit more of like a distribution, a second distributor yeah. in the midfield. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, as well. And I think that we, I think we discussed. Someone was discussing today whether you could have played, you know, Hugh Jones at fifteen, put Redpath in at twelve. So I think there were, there were some options. I guess I, I appreciate Hugh Jones hasn't really played fullback in a while, and it's more of a sort of bench option, but. And then Finney Ross. So I was, was going to try to. I was going to say. I was just going to say why you touched on Hugh Jones there. Are we happy with Hugh Pilotu continuing? I do. You think if Hugh Jones hadn't had an absolute stormer last week, he would have yeah. got the role. I, it felt like the narrative was very much, you know, Red Path is carving it up for Bath. He's sitting alongside Finn. Out. Hugh Pilotu was playing a lot of thirteen. That looks like it's a nice combination. And fair, it, it wasn't like Hugh Jones had done anything particularly badly, and actually he'd be obviously been playing a lot in the wing. But it felt like almost like last week or sort of two weeks ago, the fact that two Peloto and Hugh Jones together were working together to carve open defences. I wonder whether that was just sort of the the final push that Tooney needed to kind of keep that combo together. Yeah. It did work really well in the last year's Six Nations. I, I was again watching the full contact, reminding yourself that little kick through for Jones in England. It's just like it's quite good. Yeah, hundred percent. I think actually, and Tupelotti is like been playing very, very well as well. 
Yeah. I feel like any combo of the three, though, you yeah. could sort of I'm in. Broadly, broadly be happy with. I feel like you know, Red Path is just such a good player. And I think ultimately, you know, if he comes on early doors or, you know, with sort of 20, 30 minutes to go, you know, I don't feel like you lose anything, right? No, not at all. Um, but yeah, Finn, Finn and Ben White sort of on kind of this, the steady as she goes, both in form. Although Finn had that slight sort of brain fart towards the end of the bath game at the weekend. But... <laughs> yeah. Although I kind of got it. I think he was sort of going for the bonus point win, right? And you know what? Yeah. If, 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 if Can the, you imagine? I, I, I could see it, but I don't want him to try that at the weekend. Preferably not. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think good that Ben White, I think obviously Ali Price maybe hasn't quite been carving it, carving up for Edinburgh. He's not been bad, but he's probably not been his, his on his best form. And then it just feels like George Horn's just never quite been trusted for these big games. No, but he is possibly probably a better better bench option for this type of game. Yeah. No. Agreed. Just looking at the weather for Saturday down in in, in Wales, Island, no no chance of rain according to Apple Weather. If you're into that, if you use them for your weather, zero uh, percent for- chance. Met forecast was giving me twenty percent earlier. That was what was triggering me. So, um, so uh, lost yeah. Matt. He's gone. Matt's gone through a tunnel. We've lost him. I don't know what airport tunnel. I don't know. It sounds suspect to me. It's like a terminal tunnel. I'm worried you're gonna lose. No, that's all right. You do, you do you. Let us know when you're back. Send up a flare. <laughs> I, I can give it a shot now. What was the, what was the question? No, there wasn't. I was just letting everybody know that you were off. That you were off for uh, off for five minutes. You were all good. This is professional podcasting at its absolute best here. Um, <laughs> Alan, do you want to talk? Do you want to talk props? Uh, not massively. But um, <laughs> I guess ultimately, Luke, we've got Schumann and Ferguson, who are actually broadly pretty world class. Would probably be in a line. They're going eighty. We need them to go eighty. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I'm not sure if you you need Schumann to go eighty. I actually think Hepburn's um, yeah, Hepburn. a pretty pretty solid replacement off the bench, um, and and I actually think he's he can can do a good job, especially with sort of fifteen twenty to go. If I'm honest, I don't know enough about Miller Mills. You know, given given where, yeah, I think, but you know, ultimately, given how much he's played or what level he's played at, you would like to think that you're trying to push Vegas into goal for as long as possible. Um, I think maybe the only saving grace we sort of touched on earlier is the Welsh front row replacements are in a slightly similar position where I think between them they've got like three caps, right? So it's not exactly like they're bringing on yeah. um, like Geth and Jenkins, right? So exactly, yeah. you'd like to think with someone like Miller Mills, it's it's very much a case of get on the pitch and just hold on the scrum. Just hold on, buddy. Yeah, exactly. So He, he doesn't he doesn't look like much of a rugby player, does he? Bless him. That's a bit mean. Come on. It's discussions we've been having this week. Yeah, and he looks like he, he looks like he looks like a national one rugby player. Yeah, yeah. So te- yeah, technically a rugby player, but maybe not a professional. 
I don't know. I generally have never. I don't think I've ever. No, I've never knowingly watched him play rugby. So it's no, this is the thing. But as as Alan said, his his background, he's a, he's a journeyman. Uh, you know, so I am slightly worried if Ferguson goes down early. But then I think we have that you know slight worry even if Nell was around and and Sebastian. So it's like yeah, it's a true. perennial problem. I've I've quite liked Hepburn in the past. Once again. It's he's played a bit of test rugby, but not for a while. Yeah, so, yeah. Still a bit of an unknown, um, and that, I think the fact that he is Batty injured or fit, the fact he's leapfrog Batty is is quite interesting. He must have been doing pretty well in, in training. I haven't seen anything to say Batty was injured, but answer to your point, it feels like he must have done something to um to show. To show show enough anyway, because um, actually I think Batty's been playing pretty well, right? Um, I don't think he's ever let I don't think he's ever let Scotland down. Coming on no, the edge, not at all. Um, and Roy Sutherland but, just hanging out in Oynex, not getting caught, or is he injured? He's not in the squad, is he? No, I don't think he is. But obviously, he's out in France now, isn't he? So, or is he? Yeah, he injured at Oyonnax. Yeah. yeah. Rumours that Glasgow wants him. Yeah, he's still like 31. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, especially for a prop. Compa- in comparison to WP Nell, he's yeah. absolute, you know, Sprightly. junior. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think to your point, if, if Xander goes down on like 10, 15, then probably getting a bit worried. Yeah. Xander red card, classic. Xander, you Yeah. What's more likely, early injury or early red card? Xander does. Xander's got a pretty good injury record. I, I feel like he's he's got through a lot of games. Yeah, um, he's yeah. pretty durable. So probably a red card, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, do you remember the last time we went to Cardiff? Oh no, when it was. The hog red card was horrific. That, yeah. I think that's one of my greatest fears. Travel all the way down and then yeah. early, red, early red. Can't happen again, surely. That was bad. That was very, very bad. Actually, in, in a way, the trip to Cardiff two years ago was almost as bad because we went down with so much like hope and they just got ground down like into like a horrible, didn't perform well, and just got nothing. And it was crap. But remember remember arriving in Cardiff and we were having a drink by the castle and the Scotland team decided to get out early from their coach and like walk yeah. to the stadium to kind of set a marker and, and soak up the atmosphere, I guess. And I remember all of us, we were so pumped. And we're like, we're going to win. This is, this is a sign. And then hog off. No, nope. lying all day. Yeah, lying all day. It was a good time there. It was a good time. Yeah, yeah. On on the rest of the bench, I suppose on the forwards anyway, Sam Skinner and Jack Dempsey. There's arguments that you could make that both of them should be starting or could easily be starting. So happy to see them come on at any stage, Alan. Yeah, I think in the row, Richard Gray still seems to to be sort of the first the first name on the team sheet. And it would have been interesting if Gilchrist was available, whether he w- he would have started. I'm 
I'm very much sort of a, a Scott Cummings fanboy, and yeah, and th- and feel like he has to be has to be starting now. I just think if we're going to win, especially the bigger matches against France and uh, and Ireland, I think Scott Cummings clearly comes with his weaknesses, but I think he he has the ability to kind of on his day compete at the top table. Um, and I think yeah. he's kind of got to be given a run throughout the whole of the Six Nations. I say that now, and he'll, he'll almost inevitably get dropped for, for Gilchrist next week. But I like the idea of having those two, and then sort of Skinner is just like an incredibly solid option. Off the bench, you can also cover the back row, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then from the backs, George Horn, obviously, we talked touched upon there at Scrum Half. Ben Healy and Cam Redpath rounding out the 23. Um Doubt we'll see much as Ben Healy. Ten will probably go eighty or seventy-five, depending yeah. on where we're at. Yeah, unless we're like twenty up. Yeah, yeah. just saying. Yeah, Healy Healy to come on to close out the, the comfortable victory, but don't know if that's going to happen. Hopefully, see a little bit of camera pass. I guess if you think about it, you know. Sorry, go on now. You sort of skimmed over the back row. Did yeah. I skim over the back row? Yeah. Oh, we have Oh, the starting back row. Yeah, we haven't yeah. Really done that, have we? Yeah, was Luke Crosby the... at six. Jamie Ritchie and Matt Ferguson. Obviously, Darge not fit enough that he's going to be back for France. What do you make of it, Matt? I, I, I guess the Darge injury sort of forced a rethink, um, and I wonder if with Ritchie in there in particular, and Crosby maybe to a lesser extent. It just shows that they're slightly worried about the breakdown. And I, I do think that, particularly that game two years ago, we just got so much of our attack slowed down by a pretty savvy Wales team. I think Rafael is just super strong in that area. So maybe with those three, you've got more sort of breakdown specialists. In fact, Matt Ferguson to a lesser extent. Um, but then I, I don't know. I would have. I think I would have been quite happy with a sort of Richie, Fagerson, Dempsey, just to try and get as much physicality in there as possible. Because I think, you know, this isn't a Wales team of old, and I think it, it should be easier, at least on paper, to match them physically. So I'm kind of surprised they haven't got gone for Dempsey. Um, I wonder if there's questions over Dempsey's fitness, just because he hasn't been playing as much this this season. Um, I think it'll be an interesting tournament for Crosby. I, I don't feel he's really stamped his mark yet on the international game. So, sort of a big. This is a big, big chance for him on Saturday. It, it's quite funny listening to the BBC preview podcast and their interview with Crosby that he started in both of those wins against England and Wales at the start of the tournament last year, and then didn't play a single minute afterwards. It's quite mad. Yeah, I was trying to remember. I was trying to remember it though. Was that because Jamie Ritchie came back? So, or or who, or was it just because? Um, or who did they drop him for? Is what I was trying to sort of remember. Because it was I mean, Darge it, came it, in, didn't he? Yeah, it was more a case of of a player coming back rather than him sort of being dropped. Hamish Watson think... came in. <laughs> So, Hamish, Hamish Watson got brought in, and uh, Crosby dropped out for uh, yeah. 
It's a different look, isn't at it? At least for the French match last year. Yeah. Um, no, it'll be interesting. I guess um, he's well, he's got his Japanese samurai warrior tats. He's getting a lot of airtime as well. Um, yeah. Interesting to see if they get any comments in the in the commentary <laughs> this weekend. It, it did feel sort of in the run-up that, and especially just because of how many man-of-the-match performances he's had for Saracens, that Christie's stock was was rising hard. Yeah, I think a lot of people have lost money on Christie this week. Like, there's a lot of money that's gone down on him to start. He's not even in twenty-three. Yeah, and I get the sense. Do you think he's? Who... Do you think he's seen as a little bit lightweight almost compared to the other options? It probably in comparison to Crosby, but not Richie. But then I don't know. Maybe. maybe... They they sort of always they would have seen him as, as sort of an option. Once Stars was out, maybe they thought R- Richie was the the best option to have in that sort of kind of like fetch fetch a role. And then to your point, they they wanted a bit more sort of size in um in the other in the other um flanker role. Mm. But yeah, it just feels like anyone who sort of follows the Premiership closely has been sort of raving about Christie and whilst obviously Saracens aren't the team they once were he's still operating in a pretty class team right um so surprised that he's yeah he he hasn't sort of um made it onto the bench but I wonder if he's the sort of player that if he's not starting does it make sense to give him a role on the bench versus like a Dempsey who kind of really brings that impact with sort of 30 25 30 minutes to go Yeah, well, I mean, it's going to be an interesting one. I think we're talking an awful lot about narrative on our side of the coin. I think, you know, the roof is going to be open, but I think this is the it's Gatland back again. There's, I would have thought there'll be some sort of pre-match tri- tribute for JPR Williams or something like that. A young Welsh team is everything adding up here for a valiant Scottish loss, or do you think we're going to be able to pick up our first win since two thousand and two, Matt? Yeah, I, I've been sort of building up that narrative in my mind um, that it just creates a bit of a pressure on a lot of fronts that maybe the Scotland team aren't haven't proved themselves that great at dealing with. But then, I don't know, I look at it, it's going to sound quite arrogant, but I, I look at that, um, the lineups, and I don't think that many Wales players would get in the Scotland team. I agree. What we like to hear. I agree. I agree as well. And I think, I think like, easy to forget I, maybe that we yeah. absolutely battered them last year. And it's arguably, it's like a less experienced team than last year, arguably less quality. Um, there's maybe a few guys who you think like Daffer Jenkins might, might push. I like Rafael a lot. Um, maybe, you know, uh, Scrum Hat. Um, but beyond that, I think that we're, we are the stronger team. On, on paper um, but I, I think the, the Gatlin factor is big but you know he can only do so much with the tools at his, his disposal I guess Just looking at it now the odds have changed since I last looked Scotland are now uh, three point favourites away from home in Wales uh, You liking that? Not really but it's not I like the basketball you... I, I, 
Sorry, go ahead. Interest you in a Scotland win, a Duhan Man Van der Merwe try, and a Kyle Stain try at fifteen to one. There's an interesting little option there. I like it. Maybe if the roof was closed, though. Maybe, if the, yeah. They're not. They aren't offering any odds on the roof situation anymore. They've obviously closed that. They've closed that line, <laughs> so you can't add that into your um, your ACA. But no, I think I think three points is about fair. I think. You know, as you said, I think we're we're probably the dread is very much driven from history and just the number of times in the more recent past when we've kind of gone into these matches with with a lot of hope and and that's been pulled away very quickly. And then obviously even, you know, further history where we just sort of consistently have lost um at the at the Millennium Stadium. But you know, as you said, if you look at on paper, even without Darge and Kinghorn and Graham, who are three pretty massive losses as well. It's like co-captain plus maybe two of the the first five names on the team sheet. Um, yeah, it still feels like we're we're a step up versus that Welsh side. I think if we get parity up front and don't get dragged into an arm wrestle that they want us to, we should be able to outplay them. Our backline is much better. I think we're better at rugby than them, but. Man, the roof's open. If we get a little bit of rain, if we get dragged into that contest, who knows? Carl Rowe has, guess, um, gets a bit nervy, for, drops the first couple of balls. Whooshed. Yeah, it's the sort of day that would be made for a Dan Bigger. Yeah. But I do take some comfort in the fact that Costello is playing, who I think is a very good player, but is more of, he's like a kind of thin light type player. And I'm sure he, he'll be given some conservative instructions by Gatland, but I think he, if we can get to him, just put him under a little bit of pressure, then I think on most days a team led by Finn would be a team led by him. Well, let's hope that Saturday is one of those days. I think one final point that we maybe haven't considered, Alan, or certainly hasn't been talked about, do you think the guys will want to deliver a Six Nations win for Dodson his last, uh, in his last season? I, I think you cannot underestimate the emotional impact of this being Dodson's final season. Yeah. The do you think do you think that do you think in the next full contact series that'll be the team talk? It'll just be Finn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh actually I forgot Finn's Finn the Russells hate Dodson <laughs> more than anyone. No, it yeah, won't be Finn, yeah. <laughs> um yeah. But maybe you respect maybe you respect him though. Might hate him on a personal level, but you respect what he's done. <laughs> he's prepared to look past his family. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, t- yeah. The next full contact is just Tooney just saying it's like the fight. Yeah. It's like Lord of the Rings. It's like rather than for Frodo, it's just for Dodson <laughs> as they sort of wander out into the Millennium Stadium. <laughs> yeah, they're all tapping a photo of Dodson above the door yeah, exactly. as they walk. As they walk yeah. yeah, just give it a kiss as they walk. There we go. Dodson sends like a video tribute message to the to the squad from the sauna. The yeah, <laughs> from the sauna. <laughs> from the sauna. There's there's Shoot not a dry the eye. There's, not, there's not a dry eye in the house as he delivers a rousing <laughs> speech. Should we? Keep, that, that could be that could be our coverage of the Dodson the Dodson era. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Too much Some man. Some man. But, uh, I'm interested to see who they're getting next. Yeah, I saw I saw um, a like I think it was like an Ulster fan account 
talking. It's like, has anyone else heard the rumors of who's going to replace Mark Dodson? And I couldn't find anything else, but I took that to mean that Petrie might be a a real contender. Petrie. I mean, who else is in the, the the guy who was the chief CFO, who's now at the um, who's now uh, European EPRs. Yeah, yeah. Dom. Mackay. Mackay. Dom Mackay. Dom Mackay's yeah. surely on a list somewhere. Yeah. I wonder whether Petrie will be more likely, because it just feels like, whilst obviously Dodson has delivered on the commercial side, if it does feel like the rugby side, whilst not neglected, has definitely fallen behind kind of the other nations. And we've just not been able to... We've fallen behind when it comes to the age grade stuff, and when and now the super six seems to be disbanding. It feels like there needs to be a complete reassessment of what kind of club rugby looks like, right? And I just wonder whether they'll then lean towards someone who's more who's got that kind of rugby pedigree, as well as a bit of the commercial, rather than maybe just yeah. fully commercial. Petrie comes across pretty well as well. To be fair, I've got no no insight. No insight whatsoever if he's doing a good job at Ulster, though, right? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Ulster look like they've been quite yeah. bad. To be fair, there was On something the page, about this Irish. Yeah, there's something about this Irish team. It's like the first time in a very, very long time there's no Irish players in. Sorry, no Ulster players in the Irish team. Oh, really? Yeah. Sounds like the right Isn't time it? for John Peter to get out of there. <laughs> yeah, my work, my work here's done, lads. <laughs> Where do we think Dodson's going to end up? Retirement, mate. He's done. Do you think? Yeah, he's feet up. Feet up. Um, so, sauna every day. Couple of couple of non-exec gigs. Little Ned, yeah. little Ned for D- David Lloyd. Tell <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else he could do. He'll yeah, he'll All get right. a couple of non-exec gigs. Yeah. Easily. I don't think he made enough money at the SRU, though. So. <laughs> Gonna have to. He might have to take another exact gig. One more. Yeah. Right. So, what, what's our what are our predictions then? Scotland by a six. Feeling good, and we're gonna do it. On the assumption that the roof is open, um, <laughs> I mean, I think that's some, that that's that's confirmed, though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I think um, on the assumption it's not raining, uh, I think it'll be very s- similar to the game at Murrayfield last year, but with less of a kind of pulling away in the second half. So you know, where it's kind of like a 10-7 at halftime, and then Scotland sort of slightly pull away just because they got a bit too much quality. So go with something like a 24-13. A uh, it's like a, 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 an 11-pointer. 11-pointer? Yeah. little Miller, Miller Mills try on debut. That would be fantastic. <laughs> Poor Johnny so Matthews. Good. I thought Matthews might get, get a little bench spot, continue his try, try tally. I thought but so as well. I guess they... I, th- I feel like he he might be next off the if one of Ashman or Turner go down he's he's probably next up next to play. He's got to be there, right? Yeah, he'll he'll score against Italy. 
Yeah, oh. hat trick against Italy. Mark it right yeah. now. <laughs> uh, I think only win of the Six Nations by, in the. Yeah, I think Scotland by five. Uh, and with that, I'm I'm gonna board my plane. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> right, just drop mic drop. Yeah, Scotland by five. Oh, I'm nervous though. I'm too nervous. I don't know if I can go. Mate, don't just come for the bottomless brunch. You don't need to come for the game. Oh yeah, oh, I can't wait. Little... Can't wait for bottomless that sweet, sweet, pre. <laughs> sweet, sweet prosecco for nine for ninety minutes. <laughs> prosecco and corn burgers all round. <laughs> well, we're certainly very much looking forward to it, and we are going to try and keep doing podcasts as much as we can during the Six Nations. But we are—you can't trust us. But we will let you know as much as we can. Follow us on Twitter at Thistle Rugby Pod. Instagram is a little bit there. This underscore rugby underscore pod, um, and we will try and get out a, a few few reaction pods as we go through the uh, go through the tournament um, and keep you guys in touch. There's a live pod on the train, 9.38 from Paddington down to Cardiff on Saturday morning. Bring your own cans and we will see you there. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.